What's up, everybody, and welcome to the very first edition. I don't necessarily want to call it a episode or anything, but this is the very first edition of Holly and Matt after websites. How's that, Holly? How, 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 does that does that come ring off the tongue well enough? That is a great name for a podcast. That, Super awesome. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. This is uh, my name is Matt. Uh, joined with me, and it's been far too long. But my co-host, uh, my Robin to my Batman. Um, is I'm probably more Robin and you're Batman, let's be honest, though. <laughs> um, is Holly. How are you doing, Holly? Oh, I'm doing swell. It's it's good to be back. It's really good to be back. I've kind of... There are some things I don't miss, I'll admit, about uh, doing a regular podcast, uh, all the time that you put in and everything like that. But I do miss it overall. So it's it's... I'm so happy to be back, even if it's just once in a blue moon here. Yes. This is not going to be a uh, bi-weekly, a, a weekly uh, type scenario that we're aiming for. I, I like to think of this, and you know, this is just going to be kind of a thrown out there. Uh, a lot of the ideas and uh, things may be discussed today could change, they could be altered a bit, but I want to think of this almost like a magazine. I know that sounds kind of weird, but almost like an audio magazine. You know, I, I used to personally love growing up uh, when I used to receive GamePro and EGM and uh, game.com and like all these different gaming magazines by the month. I used to think that was the coolest thing. You know, we get our information so quickly and easily nowadays on the internet. You can just go to Nintendo Life or Nintendo Fever or all these other IGN websites and then just get the most up-to-date information. But there was something very satisfying about getting a curated list of information put together in a magazine that was then delivered to you on a monthly basis. I want to think of us almost like an edition. You know, uh, not an episode, not a, uh, 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 trying to think of another word, but uh, we. this is the very first edition, you know, the next one is going to be the second edition, so on and so forth, you know, and um, let's give a little bit of background, shall we, Holly? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. It's been it's been a while, so it, understandable. It uh, it's been three months, uh, roughly, a little bit longer by the time this comes out, actually, kind of crazily, because the day we're recording, Holly, did you see is three months from the Switch came out, and our yeah. last episode, was it like a week after the Switch came out? Wasn't it? Uh, Was it? Something... I thought it was like the weekend that the Switch came out. Yeah, like the actually. weekend, the week of, the weekend of, something like that. So like we've, we're literally like at the three-month point. Like Both of us are just like junkies that couldn't take it anymore. It's like, three months? That's too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've been talking about it for a while, obviously, but like I was saying, a uh, little bit of back information. Uh, my name is Matt. I have been in the video games, uh, reviewing random stuff and like writing on random websites for a very long time. And a person approached me, Anthony, uh, he's, he's probably listening, uh, shout out to Anthony and NintendoFever.com because he hit me up and he said, hey, would you like to come write for GameGravy.com? And I said, sure. Then they wanted to start a podcast on the Nintendo Fever side of things. And I said, oh, that sounds like fun. And that's where me and Holly met. You know, this is just my side of the story. Uh, didn't know how things were going to work out. I was a little nervous, but everything wanted up being awesome. We went for two years doing the Nintendo Fever podcast, and then we decided it had been a very long time. We both wanted a little bit of a break. I wanted to be with my family. You wanted to live your life and try to buy a car and all this other fun stuff <laughs> that you're going through. And we just wanted to play video games for fun again a little bit, I think. Oh, yeah. That was the biggest thing. I I just enjoyed the heck out of that little break that was... I got. And it still is a break. You know, we're not doing this regularly necessarily by any means. But, uh, yeah, it's super fun to play games and just not worry at all about having to talk about them, write about them, and so on and so forth. So I have to admit, has been a good break. Is there any background information that you want to throw out as well? 
not a whole lot. I've been uh, in the, I guess, Nintendo blogosphere kind of participating in that since 2011, actually, when I started this dinky little <laughs> personal blog, I guess you could say, over at blogger.com, um, called the Nintendo Lifeline, actually. Um, and you can still find that at nintendolifeline.blogspot.com. Uh, just some cheesy stuff. I dreamed for the longest time about... Uh, being on a podcast, I didn't think that that would ever come true, but um, I listened to Infendo Radio, actually, uh, when I first started kind of getting into blogging, and I would sometimes send them emails and things like that with questions, comments, whatever, and when they would read out my emails, I would just get so giddy and be like, oh, they, they said my name, they read my words. <laughs> oh, it was so great. Um, but again, I, it did not occur to me that uh, I would ever actually be a podcaster. So I kind of got into podcasting via Infendo. So that was kind of a dream come true. And then I moved from there over to Nintendo Fever. And uh, yeah, I kind of, I was the one who kind of, you know, started the Nintendo Fever podcast, along with, of course, the owner of Nintendo Fever, uh, Mike Johnston. And yeah, I got him to... I got him to uh, recommend a co-host, and that's my side of the story. That's how I kind of got to know who Matt was. And I, I, same thing here. I was a bit nervous and didn't know how it would go either. But yeah, it was a it was an amazing two years that we were able to podcast for, and we had we had some great fans. So my oh, yeah. shout out is for the fans and the listeners. We had some great people listening to us. I can only hope that half of those people are listening to us now. Maybe maybe one or two. I'm sure we have some diehard uh, fans that are definitely going to follow us uh, occasionally, if 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 uh, nothing else. Um, you know, hopefully we'll try to provide the same witty, crazy, and I'll make up just as many words as before. Um, so mm -hmm. that may that may entice them to come along for the ride. Obviously, um, don't a lot of I, I I I'm trying to think of a word to make up right now, but like it's not coming and it's not happening. So I don't want to force it, right? It's I don't, yeah, it's got to yeah. be natural. Got to be just like it always was, naturally made, <laughs> making up words. Um, but yeah, we, we 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 did have a blast over those last two years. Um, this is going to be a different idea, um, for a large part. We're still going to talk about our opinions, our thoughts on maybe some bigger quote unquote news items, things like that. Um, but. For this first edition, I think we should talk about the biggest thing that is going on in our lives when it comes to Nintendo video games, quote-unquote, is uh, the Switch. Obviously, of we course. both got one day of. Um, I don't know where we want to start with it. What what games have you purchased, Holly? Um, is there anything exceptional that has stood out to you in the time that you've owned it? What, uh, let's start with what have you got? Like, What kind of cool stuff for the Switch have you purchased thus far? Well, I'm going pretty minimal um, because, for one thing, I'm not blogging or podcasting about Nintendo anymore, so I don't feel like obligated to get a variety of games. So I'm keeping it simple. On Switch launch day, I was able to get a Switch, of course, with the gray Joy-Con. Um, I got the special edition of The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which came with a case for my Switch, so I didn't really have to worry about the case thing. So I got that case in the special edition and a screen protector. I also got uh, day one. And that was it for day one. Uh, since then, I've only just bought a couple of games, those being Mario Kart 8 Deluxe physically and, um, oh, Has Been Heroes I got physically as well. That was kind of a cool game to be able to get physically. And I've been enjoying that one. Um, and then, of course, uh, Graceful Explosion Machine, which, uh, just to foreshadow. <laughs> Explosion Machine. 
glorious, graceful explosion machine. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. We're probably getting this so wrong. Anyway, so, yeah, that's been a really recent purchase. Um, And that's pretty much it. I've downloaded pretty much every demo, every free demo that you can get. I didn't download the Just Dance one for a while because I thought, why do I need a Just Dance demo? But I, I actually just downloaded it last night, so I even have that one. So I'm kind of subsisting. I guess right now on Zelda, Mario Kart, and demos. Huh. Um, but Zelda, Zelda is enough, man. I think I will probably be enjoying that game for the rest of this year and probably beyond after the uh, second pack of DLC comes out. What a, what an amazing game that is! Crazy to think that like I've seen so many because you can see what other people put into hours wise, which is kind of a, a kind of a bizarre thing sometimes. I think, but it it's kind of oh, a mine neat doesn't feature. even. Yeah, mine doesn't even actually tell you exactly how many I've played. I think right now on my main pro on my main Switch profile that I have attached to a Nintendo account, I think that I only have uh, only. <laughs> That's kind of funny because yeah, I... I have like over 115 hours. I think yeah. is what I had when I last checked. But the thing is, I've created two other profiles on my Switch that I haven't connected to Nintendo accounts, <laughs> and one of those is the one is the one that I kind of had my first serious playthrough of the game on, and I, I guarantee you. I played at least like I, you know, around a hundred hours yeah. on that one, uh, and then I played thirty to forty, I'd say, on the other one, and then this one hundred and over hundred and fifteen. Well, my 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 whole point was that there's still a whole another pack of DLC coming out. Isn't there supposed to be two total packs that are that are supposed to come with this whole season pack thing that they were, they'd been talking about or not? I can't. It's been a while since yeah. they've talked about, it, obviously, but there's going to be dungeon. There's going to be story, more story elements to it as well. So like, there's more. There's more hours to be um, had. Obviously, it's not just like something quick and simple, like a like a map or something. Is what it is. What I'm saying. So it's it's going to be crazy to see even more hours be piled on top once things like that has come out. You know, um, I obviously. Okay, so so. I'm trying to trying to find, trying to figure out the best way to lead into this. Is that about all that you've gotten thus far, then? Um, yeah, yeah, as far as, you know, just kind of physical, fun stuff, uh, Switch-related that I have gotten, that's, that's it, unless I'm totally forgetting something, which I don't think I am. The crazy thing is now that I'm done blogging and I'm done podcasting on a regular basis in these three months, I've probably purchased more games in these last three months for the Nintendo Switch than I did in at least the last year of Nintendo Fever podcast. It's, (laughs) it's, it's bizarre, like I have purchased... That is weird. The best part though is because I have so much in-store credit at the local uh, video game shop that's local to me that I've been able to not have to pay for anything. Like, I got Poyo Poyo, I got Mario Kart, obviously, I got Street Fighter, I got The Legend of Zelda, uh, I got Binding of Isaac, I got 1-2-Switch, I got... Uh, is there a game that I am forgetting? I don't think so. That's seven? Just Dance! Oh yeah, I got the demo for Just Dance. No, that doesn't... That, I'm not talking about my, my digital catalog yet. Those are my physical games that I've been able to purchase. Puyo Puyo is physical? Yes, there is a physical version of Puyo Puyo. I didn't even know that. <laughs> Which I absolutely adore and love, by the way. I love Puyo Puyo Tetris. Um, but then digitally, I've been enjoying the Neo Geo um, Re... I don't even know what they're called, because they're kind of like mm, kind of updates, but not full updates. They're semi-virtual console, semi-updated, because they have like online leaderboards, but it's not like you can do online versus, which I wish they could. But I've purchased three different Neo Geo fighting games. Uh, King of Fighters 98, uh the uh, something wolves call the wolves or mark of the wolves i think it's it's kind of a weird one but it's really really good and then also samurai showdown 4 then for my indie games i've purchased gem uh glorious or generous or um gamorious uh explosion machine <laughs> that's um, it right there there you go uh 
Kamikio, I think is what it's called. Kamiko. It's it's like a 2D uh, Zelda-esque uh, speedrunning game where you're trying to get through four maps in the quickest amount of time possible. Uh, I also purchased... Geez, there was a couple other ones that I know that I got for some reason. Shovel Knight? I never did get Shovel Knight. Oh I still never heavens. got it. It's weird. That game That's is... That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. I know I would love it, enjoy it, beat it, and play it, but for some reason there's some weird thing that's stopping me from like wanting to spend the money to buy it. I, I can't explain it, Holly. I'm telling you right now, it's I a mental block. It. It's a mental block. I can explain it. You're just a weirdo. There or a weirdie, a weirdie, as they would say. In, is it Night at the Museum with that old guy who's all like, he looks like a weirdie? I never saw any of those movies. Oh, I'm actually... that kind of a funny. You're a weirdie, though. Okay. That's that's my explanation. I'll accept it. I'll accept being a weirdie. I don't mind that at all. I actually <laughs> think I'm forgetting one or two uh, games. Snipper clips? I did get Surely snipper got clips. That. Yes, I got snipper clips and enjoyed that since day one. Um, man, I, I feel like there might be a couple other things that I'm forgetting about because I have spent pretty regularly a game a week almost like it's kind of crazy the amount of stuff that i've purchased and i'm that kind of gamer when the system first drops i get lots of stuff right up front like i mean i spend a lot of money up front i get everything brand new all that kind of stuff and then as it kind of goes on i slowly kind of just temper out like what i'm getting on a regular basis and stuff and it happened with the wii it happened with the wii u it's happened with the 3ds and the ds when that was the thing like I, I definitely like to really get really heavily invested in the beginning, and then as it slows down, I don't know what it is, but I just don't seem to get as many new things as it comes out. You know, maybe just the bigger stuff at that point. But yeah, I've, I've kept myself very busy with those games for sure. Is there any game? Oh, Blaster Master Zero. That's another one that I bought. That I've I. It's weird. Blaster Master Zero is the game that I play whenever I'm in my car driving. Hmm. It's. It, I only play that when I'm you in my like... car driving. You just like having this crazy imagination that your car is actually this tank with a bunch of, well, a lot of firepower. Yes. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> my, 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 my minivan is actually Sophia, and I am, uh, what's his name? Fred? I'm Fred. Jason? Trying to, Jason or Fred? Well, Jason's know. the guy who pi uh, pilots the Fred the right is the word. frog, Drives right? It. Yeah. Okay, so I, I'm I know Jason. this just from playing the demo for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am I am Jason trying to find my my pet frog while I'm inside of my van. Like, but as soon as we leave the van, I go back to just being, "Hey guys, I'm Matt. What's up?" But I I've been so enjoying Blast Master Zero. Let's go into the games that we're playing. I have played a game that I know that you have played. If you've been downloading the demos, at least, have you tried Disgaea Five? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel like I've thoughts. barely scratched the surface of the demo, and I've only played about an hour. Same here, same here, well, actually. Only the, uh, thoughts? Oh, gosh. Uh, to try to keep it brief, would I love, love the charm. I would love to get it. Darn it, if I had the time and money to, I guess, justify it. Um, darn it, there are so many games that I was so determined that I would get with the Switch before it came out and all these games were being announced. I was like, oh, man, I'm getting this. I'm getting Snipper Clips. I'm getting Fast Remix. I'm getting Disgaea 5, or at least I'm interested in that. I'm getting, you know, a million other games. Uh -huh. um, and I just haven't been able to, like I say, justify uh, spending the time or money um, on those on many of those games. So it's really sad. But Disgaea, I would totally... I'm sold on the charm. And that's a huge deal for me because I like those types, those kind of quirky types of games. Mm -hmm. It is, it's got this funny dialogue, this this funny writing to it that I have really enjoyed. And just this weird quirkiness to it. Like, right Filled at the beginning of the demo. Yes, right at the beginning of the demo, there's that part where uh, the, the female character, I think she's kind of the main female character of the game, at least, um, is like 
fighting a battle or something like that. And then Kilia, who's the main character, period, I think, of the game, he just like out, you know, she's strategizing with her weird little penguin men and, and things like that. And out of the blue, he just walks in. You see, you see it happen. The camera kind of pans over to where he walks in from. He walks right into the middle of the battlefield, right in between the two armies. And he just sits there and starts eating food. And yeah. and it's just like, oh, okay, what the heck is going on here? At first I was like, okay, this is really weird. But um, I don't know, weird types of games are my, my cup of tea, actually. And so I really enjoyed that. And again, the writing is really good. The gameplay itself, that's what I feel like I'm kind of missing here. I have no idea what the gameplay is like because I am kind of just in the demo anyways, taking my time exploring the uh, little pocket netherworld, if that's what that's called. Yeah. Um, that you kind of uh, are dropped into near the beginning of the demo. You so there's definitely... just a lot of prep work and a lot of uh, reading and a lot of little story things that you can do before you even get into any gameplay. And I don't even know if the demo has any gameplay, but that's what, that's, what, that's, what, that's what I'm missing right now. <laughs> that's hilarious. Actual like, gameplay. You can tell the differences in how me and you approach playing video games like by this by your simple story. You're talking about how I've played about an hour. I, I've been wa- I've been going through all these menus and getting things prepared and prepped. Like I said, after as soon as I gained control of my character, I just like pushed everything aside and Let's I was like, Where, "Where's the mission? Where's the mission hub? That's all I care about." So I've already done two missions out out of the, the whatever is allotted in the demo. Obviously, I don't know. Um, I could probably get a couple more hours worth nice, out of nice. this demo then. Very easily, it sounds like. Um, but the cool thing is, when you get to it, you're going to really like the gameplay a lot because it's an RTS, it's a tactics, it's a... I don't want to say it's Fire Emblem because it's obviously not Fire Emblem, but it is that style of gameplay. It is that sort of RPG mentality. It is a... You, pre- you prep your troops, you put them in certain positions, you can do combos based upon where they're all standing, you can actually pick up your characters and throw them to higher spots, you can... Um, just there's there's a lot of interconnection between multiple characters at the same time while things are happening on the battlefield. Holly, I'm I, I almost want to tell you don't play the gameplay because you may then go out and buy this game and never ever get your own <laughs> car. That's what I'm worried about, Holly. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm worried about too. Maybe that's why I haven't uh, <laughs> gotten too far in it. Actually, the reason I haven't gotten to the gameplay is because I. I get, you know, I, I weirdly kind of get myself all paranoid that it's going to be really complicated and I'm going to spend forever just trying to figure it out and it's going to be, you know, intimidating and overwhelming and, and things like that. I just psych myself out, weirdly. I think that's the real reason. Um, but yeah, I think this is just my type of game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, if I just had the time and money. When I say time, I'm actually referring to the fact, and this is this is one of the, like I was mentioning before, like it's actually really nice to not have the pressure of like, I have to prepare a review for this game or I have to play this certain game for a review or whatever, because Zelda has me totally and utterly satisfied right now with the Switch. I've played it for dozens upon dozens of hours, not getting bored. I've replayed it. I've done the same things over and over again in this game, weirdly. I'm, I'm crazy like that. I've had like four different save files now. Um, yeah, uh, that's what I, like I say, I, I keep saying, like, I don't have the time or money. I don't have the time because I really am happy just with Zelda. And again, it's so nice to, to, to be like, I don't have to buy other games. I don't have to play anything else if I don't want to because I'm not blogging or podcasting about it. Zelda has me so happy and, yeah. 
So I, you know, I, I'm not even that inclined to buy any more games. I guess that's unfortunate. But I do, I do know that Disgaea 5 Complete would probably be right up my alley you are, if I just had the time and money. You are the reason why the Switch is going to fail. You have to go buy games, Holly. Get out there and buy games. I'm, I'm not the one who I'm determined. Just I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> My little contribution is not going to... You know, as soon as so- Shovel Knight... Shovel Knight, that's another thing. I really wanted to get it on the Switch because I, I love that game so much that I think it deserves the support. But I do not yet own a physical copy on any platform of Shovel Knight. And so if there's a, sw- a, f- a physical Switch release of Shovel Knight, I will get that day one guaranteed. I don't I don't care if I have to sacrifice uh, the... Uh, let's see... It'll probably be like thirty bucks, maybe the thirty dollars to, yeah, to something like that. that I could sure. be putting toward a car. <laughs> <laughs> Darn um, adult responsibilities. It's crazy because since not doing a podcast and and having the pressure of like you need to have something to talk about or you need to go and get something that's at least relevant of this week, blah blah blah. I have I have played more games than I have played. I know. I'm pretty baffled by that. I have have played more video games in these last three months than I have in a very long time, which is very exciting. Not, and we haven't even talked about the fact that we've also tried Arms. We've also tried Splatoon. Like these are two other games that obviously aren't out yet. We don't own them, but like I have played the demo for them. I I participated in the test fire and the test bunch. Did you? Um. Yeah. The the test fire for Splatoon. Yes. Uh. The test punch yes <laughs> a little bit i played through the tutorial and then didn't play online you at didn't all didn't play online at all nope i was scared i'm way too competitive and now that i don't have the obligation to <laughs> <laughs> you better stop using this as an excuse because i'm expecting to eventually one day have a showdown in arms one day oh I'm just, uh, like I say, now that I don't have to play any competitive games, I'm like, I don't really want to try playing competitive games. What about when Smash comes? Mario Kart. I'll play Smash too, but I'll probably play by myself for the most part. I don't like playing online in that game. I will challenge you online, Holly. We won't tell nobody you're online, okay? We'll tell nobody. Okay. All right. Um. That's okay, I guess. So I, I brought up Disgaea 5, which I know is kind of like a weird kind of game for me to be the person that brought it up, honestly. But I have actually played quite a little chunk of it, so that's why I wanted to hear your thoughts and opinions. What's a game that you've been playing that you'd like to kind of uh, talk about that, that you have been on your... your obviously, besides um, Zelda, because everybody yeah. and their dog has played Zelda for upwards of 100 hours by now. Other than mm-hmm. me, I have only put 40 hours into it, 40 plus, you know, 40 and was... more or whatever. Which I is saw a lot. that on your activity log. Yeah, I was about to say, like, for a Zelda game and Matt, that's that's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. And Holly, okay, we are going to talk about Zelda just a little bit. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am, I, I, I'm right at the door of beating it, obviously, at 40 hours. Um, I have two choices. Try it and go get be. the other two Divine Beasts or just go straight to Ganon. What do you suggest? Should I go? Because the two Divine Beasts that I got is Zora, and I also got the Bird Dude. I don't know what his name is. The guy's like, I don't like you, Link, and then you... You beat the Divine Beast, and he's like, you know what, Link? It turns out I always liked you, and you're a good guy. I'm just, I've always been self-conscious about myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds accurate. Um, if you're talking about the race, then he's a Rito. Rito His name yes. is Rivali, but he's a Rito, so that's the name of that race. Well, it's hard to say with you, especially, because you are playing so many games, and you have limited time yourself. Um, the final boss is pretty dang hard. Okay, so my in my current playthrough, I have decided that I am going to beat the boss in between every single Divine Beast. <laughs> I love replaying times. this game. Oh yeah, if you wanted to. There's no, you know, Zelda doesn't usually feature 
like a, a quote unquote new game plus type thing. You go to the final boss and, and you beat them and the game says uh, the end. And if you go back to that save file, then you're usually just, you know, in the in the final area or uh, at the final boss's door. That's kind of how huh. Zelda works. You do a little teeny little spoiler alert here. So uh, mute for like uh, 10 seconds if you don't want to hear it. But you do get a little star next to your uh, profile information if you beat the game. But that's about it. Okay. I think there are some, maybe some other should little changes I, that get made. But... Should I attempt to go and beat the final boss like uh, the next time I boot up the game? And then if I don't beat it like my first try then go and try to go and get the other two divine beasts and then retry it again later. Um, you, you know what? It doesn't, it's, it's, it's all kind of up to you. You know, uh, you could try to beat the game now and if it proves too hard or the one, there's one thing about it. Um, uh, because I actually, like I say, my current playthrough, I'm kind of trying to beat it in between all the divine beasts. Well, I, I decided that the first time I would beat it would be before I even, you know, got to any of the divine beasts. How'd that go? Um, it was incredibly long, time time consuming, and uh, quite a difficult battle. The first time I beat the game, period, I had gotten all of the divine beasts, and I thought, like, okay, you know, it was a pretty epic final boss. It was it was fairly easy, but I, you know, I think it's because about it being too easy with all four divine beasts conquered well to me that's actually that's a really cool the, concept yes i think so too that was i thought that that made sense the whole point yeah of going the more and getting, effort yeah exactly the more effort and time that you put into kind of your your exploring and your questing and things like that the easier the, the divine beast will actually be which almost or sorry the easier the final boss will be um which almost makes it so that simply your decision you make the decision on how hard the final boss is going to be. I just wish um, I could get the story. Decisions, that's the I, whole thing. I just wish I could get the story of going to the Divine Beast, even if I didn't go to the Divine Beast. Because the one thing I'll say about this Legend of Zelda game is I've really enjoyed that the story only happens when you when you seek out the story. And I've enjoyed the story that I've gotten thus far. I like finding the uh, the memories, like just kind of like st I've stumbled upon two of them now. And it's kind of a neat thing where, like, you see the light. Just and... two. Huh. Well, yes, I know. I'm only 40 hours, okay? I'm not 140. Good point. Good point. Um, I've, I think I have, like, four or five. Or, no, I have four. I want to say I have four or five memories. I've only stumbled upon, upon two. And then I've, I went and seeked out the other ones. Because there was a time where I was trying to go find them, right? And then I decided, like, ah, I don't need to do these. Never mind. I'm not going to try to find these anymore. And then I found two just by going up around, like, exploring. And I was like, what is this glowing light you know coming out of this thing it's like oh my gosh it's a memory and then you get a little cutscene. it's like oh this is so cool like those moments of exploration that pay off in a reward larger than just a big sword really cool and fulfilling like just so much to see and do constantly in this game oh yeah yeah it's just jam packed it's dense with like you know discovery and things that you can find and we do could easily do an entire show directed directly at the legend of zelda breath of the wild obviously so before we get any further into it because everyone like i said does play it knows it has probably beat it besides me let's talk about another game holly uh do you have another game that you'd like to talk about that you've been playing at all um i could talk 
talk about has been heroes because oh, I think love that not a lot that. of people not a lot of people got that game. Um, so I got it because during the Treehouse demo of it a while back, uh, it just looked different and interesting to me. Like I thought, you know, I, I like it looked like an experience I had never had before in a video game, and I was like, I'd love to try it out, even though I had no idea what the gameplay was all about. They just, you know, they. Well, what for one thing, the little game, gameplay demo that they did with the treehouse, like the volume was all off. Like the, the game's volume was so high that I could not hear what they were actually saying for the life of me. So I didn't really understand what the whole point of the game was. But uh, once I once I finally got it, it was pretty easy to easy to kind of learn and yet, you know, kind of difficult to master. It is kind of a strategy game where you're, oh gosh. And I mean, I did not understand what it was beforehand, and so the likelihood that I can explain it in a coherent way, I guess, is not very high. Um, but I will try. So you can take three characters at any in, in into any one battle, I guess, or into any one. Like it's a roguelike, and I only recently found out that roguelike refers to a game where you play as far as you can, and you're you're you'll most likely die. But even if you don't die, you get to a point where it's just start over again, basically from the beginning. Um, so you just see what kind of collectibles you can get and what kind of progress that you can make in that amount of time that you play before you die or just kind of get to a stopping point, I guess. Anyway, so in any one kind of, I guess, you know, progress session, I guess, that you that you do, you can take three characters with you and those three characters kind of have to come from specific uh, categories, I guess you could say. You have a hard-hitting character who can, who can hit an enemy once on one kind of melee charge. So you've got uh, a kind of a clock that... Uh, determines how quickly your characters are going to recharge their attacks. You've got a rogue character who has like three three hits that they can do in one in in one go on one charge, I guess. And then you've got one character that can do two hits. And the reason that the characters all have these specific numbers of like hits that they can do on the enemies is because the enemies have a certain number of stamina bars. And if you can if you can take out the number of stamina that they have exactly, then you can stun them and give them a really big hit, uh, maybe with your hard hitting character or whatever. Um, and you can actually take out one of their stamina bars for later. So the enemies are kind of coming at you from the right side of the screen. Your three characters are on the left side of the screen. And it's kind of up to you to manage your time and to manage where your character's positions are to knock out the, the enemy's uh, stamina bars and, and then actually take some HP off of them as well. Oh. I think that sort of kind of maybe this makes game. sense. This game sounds very intimidating. Is it is it more intimidating <laughs> sounding than it is once you get into actually playing it? It is. Okay. It is. Like I a lot of people are probably intimidated by other strategy type games like Fire Emblem like uh, uh tactics games are always kind of intimidating because there's just so much to worry about on this grid-like screen. Well, this game actually like the strategy is so easy to understand. Um but really fun to kind of, you know, like uh, develop your own kind of style and, and strategy and things like that. And I have really enjoyed it. And here's another kind of good thing, in my opinion, about the fact that I kind of left social media for the most part. Like, I, I'm not really in tune to what's going on out in the world anymore. I tried Has Been Heroes and I loved it. But after that, I started seeing tweets where, where um, like, Frozen Bite, the developers of it, would tweet would retweet people who said, I don't know why people are giving this a bad review. I love this game. And I thought to myself, like, oh, people are giving it a bad review. I'm really glad that I'm not reading about all the negativity. Um, and again, that's kind of one of the nice things about not being, I guess, not having a finger on the pulse of the industry is because I found that I really enjoyed this game. 
without being influenced by other people who said like, oh, it sucks and things like that. Um, so I really like it. I, I don't know what the reviews say. I think some of them say that it doesn't explain itself very well. It's too difficult, things like that. Personally, I'm really enjoying it um, because the strategy is fun. The gameplay itself is really fun. And I'm not a person who likes overly challenging games, but I still like this one because I, I get the concept of it. You're going to die and have to start from the beginning a lot, even if you don't die and you do get to kind of an end point. You still like the whole point is to start over from the beginning again. So I've been enjoying the strategy and enjoying learning about it. Like you kind of pick it up as you uh, pick up new strategies, pick up the gameplay as you go and figure out what works. And uh, it's fun, in my opinion. I know there's not a lot of um, PC games that you play necessarily, but I, w I hope there's a few games that make its way over to the, um, the, the Switch for the fact that I think you would really enjoy them. Like uh, games like Rogue Legacy. I, I don't know if you've heard of that one, for instance. It's a roguelike. I don't think so. You go in as a knight, and then you it, it, you will you will die, right? You are going to die. You collect money, and you collect uh, like traits and stuff. And then every time you start over, you get a new ability and a new trait, and then you're able to use all the money that you got on your run through to like buy better weapons or buy better spells or buy better equipment. And so you you go through it. So and you then get further and further every time. Every you time go through. Yeah, and 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 the castle changes every time, and the the story quote unquote is that these are your kids. So, like, you know, you die, and then your kid comes to avenge you, and then that person dies, and their kid comes to avenge them, and they're trying to get to the heart of the castle and stuff like that. But it's, like, just, it's a super fun game. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, you know, drenched in story. It doesn't have to have the greatest mechanics in the entire universe. But, like, the game itself super fun, and, like, the fact that you're enjoying the roguelike aspect of this game, I think you would really enjoy um, some other roguelikes that I wish, that I hope come to the, the system. Yeah, it's a genre that, you know, I am not familiar with at all before playing Has Been Heroes anyway. I actually um, want, But I'm really enjoying it. I actually want the name Roguelike to be changed personally because I I know that... So that's, the, a, that's a silly name. I mean, what? I don't well, even get it. there's a game that was called Rogue. That's the thing is there was a actual game that was called Rogue that you that's went through That's where a castle. the genre name comes exactly, from? Exactly, because there was a game wow. that was called it and then they went through it and then uh, you died and you restarted at the beginning and that's where any game that did that then were called roguelikes. I don't know exactly the history of when that game came out, but all of these games that die and you start at the beginning and then you continue with your progress, it's exactly like the original Legend of Zelda for the NES. I want them to be called Zelda-likes because that's what they remind me of <laughs> after playing the original Legend of Zelda on the NES. Yeah, why aren't platformers called Mario likes? Well, like that is just the dumb. Now that I know called, that, that's why that's, that's called roguelike. That's the thing is that they're called platformers, right? Like, what is this game that you're talking about? Oh, it's a roguelike. The same way that when you talk about a Rayman Legends game, what do you call it? Oh, it's called a platformer. It has well, become platformer the generic. Actually, platformer means something. It's it's it means now, that you're jumping like from between platforms. Yeah, but rogue. Ugh. I'm never gonna get around to. Uh, I thought I thought you thought the genre should be changed too. Rogue like a rogue is. There are characters who are rogues in video games. There are video games with rogue in the title that aren't necessarily rogue likes. Like rogue true. doesn't tell you anything about what the game is like, and but that's why one. that's why I had no idea. <laughs> that's great. I like this. I like that I've what, been able to teach you something. Meant. Yes, I like that a lot. Actually, it only took two well, years. Well, you're not the one who taught you something. You're not the one who taught me what roguelike meant, though. Oh, I, I learned I that beforehand. Where the name came from? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's true. And yeah. I yeah, that is fascinating to me and kind of dumb, but fascinating still. <laughs> All right. Um, man, I, I, there are so many more games to talk about. Obviously, we could go on and on and on and on. But I think we will try unless there's anything particular that you want to speak about or you want to talk about. Um, I don't know if there's Mario Kart's awesome. Oh, Mario Kart has been a great time. I will say that I am definitely burnt out. I I almost wish I wouldn't have bought <laughs> really? it. Really. Yeah, I, I think I played too huh. much of it on the Wii U. I do because even though I've enjoyed it and like my daughter's definitely enjoyed it a lot and we've been we've been playing it a bunch together, but like for me personally, this game does not have the same wow factor that it used to have. Um, I don't know what it's missing. I don't I don't think it's missing anything. I just think I've played it and it, it feels like a game that I've already spent a lot of time playing before, you know. If I was to look up my time on my wii u i almost can guarantee that it would probably fall in the order of like smash brothers and probably mario kart right under that you know like i've spent plenty of time playing this game online offline um with my family so like there's not a whole lot there exciting for me anymore what is it that's keeping you coming back well, for one thing, I actually didn't get all of my uh, stars, I guess, my ra- my good rankings, like three-star rankings you get when you get first place in every race in our Grand Prix. I didn't get all of the 150cc one stars um, on the Wii U game, so I actually am taking it a lot more seriously this time around. But to me, the biggest, the biggest draw for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is, number one, the fact that it's portable. For some reason, that novelty, like, I take it wherever I go, and look, I'm playing Mario Kart! It's, <laughs> it's, the novelty is actually... Really really awesome for me. I actually went to this uh, softball night with a local like young young adult organization uh, type thing. A softball uh, social, I think is what they called that. Anyway, I didn't play any softball, but my friend Eric and I were actually able to set up my Switch and play Mario Kart together out in, out in near this softball field. So that the novelty of that is still pretty cool to me. Well, I'll tell you the, other reason, the other reason that I think it's cool to, ju- to just own it is because most Switch owners are going to have the game. And when you go out to anything related to video games at all, or, you know, if you just happen to meet someone on the street who has a Switch, they most likely have Mario Kart. Bam, you can play Mario Kart together and you each have your own screen. You don't necessarily have to use the crappy, like, you, you each get a Joy-Con yeah, it, it, set up, which kind of sucks. It's definitely possible, not going to lie, but uh, that screen is very small for two players. <laughs> Actually, I have I have found it very workable, I guess would be the word. It definitely um, works, but I, I would imagine you'd prefer to have a whole screen to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's for kinda, sure. That's what I mean by that. Um. I I will say one of it, when it comes to like it's just an awesome novelty to a certain extent like today I got my, a, a flat tire fixed it had a, a, a screw in it I needed to get patched and stuff took it to my uh, tire shop and while I waited for them to change out the the piece and everything I literally played Mario Kart for 40 minutes sitting inside the waiting room and that was that was awesome like that yeah. there's little that can be said like I've never even had that much fun taking my my 3ds out. You know, like there was something way cooler about playing Mario Kart while waiting than I've ever had while playing. I can't even think of a 3DS game to talk about right now. I, I don't know. Well, Super, there was Super a Street Mario. Fighter 4. I don't know. There was a Mario Kart on the 3DS too. You know. Very true, and that's a very <laughs> Mario Kart Seven is very good, very very good game for sure. Um, but I still the novelty of playing the Switch while waiting for a tire was pretty awesome. Like it, I don't know. There's something special. Yeah, it's about amazing. That for sure. um, Oh yeah, it doesn't even matter what game you're playing. Even Zelda, like the screen is pretty small if you're playing in handheld mode, but I'll even play Zelda for hours just oh, yes. with the in handheld mode with just this screen. I I I'm really I really want Smash Brothers to come because of that reason to be <laughs> honest. Like 
I, I, I out of all the, the Wii U games that I spent a lot of time playing, like the one that I look at on like my shelf and I'm like, what would I love to play on the Switch today and not need to worry about my Wii U? It would definitely Xenoblade be Blade Chronicles X. Smash Brothers. <laughs> definitely Smash Brothers for me. Hey Holly, I almost bought Xenoblade Chronicles X at a used price the other day. This, yeah, I was this well, close. Oh, the other day. Weren't you that weren't you quote unquote this close to it? Like a a few months ago or something too. I'm always this close, but I didn't have enough money in my account. I got to save it for arms. It is a pretty jaw-dropping game. Just get far enough to get your scale and fly around the so planet long. a bit. And... Holly, I barely played yeah, 40 hours of Zelda. 40 <laughs> hours of Zelda. I don't have 80 hours to play in this other make-believe land. <laughs> it's an awesome make-believe land though, but yeah, that that actually is one that like I would not mind another yet another Wii U remake on the Switch in the form of Xenoblade Chronicles X. What about or, Xenoblade Chronicles This is 2? not going to This is Yeah, I'm super excited for that. I think that mm, I I almost feel like that makes it all the more likely that we might get a remake of X for some reason. I don't know. Well, they want to uh, keep up totally with the brand not going to happen, but Tokyo Mirage Sessions there are some good Wii U exclusive games that are still Wii U exclusive which games, is good but thing, I still wouldn't mind thing. them on the Switch. <laughs> but anyway, so speaking of Smash Brothers, though, is there still a crazy rumor that there may still be a Smash Bros. It's been, Deluxe or whatever? It's been rumored for a very long time, and I think that's what we're, we're going to go ahead and migrate ourselves into right now. There, there's plenty of games to talk about other times that we have these additions. Hopefully we'll always bring up some old games, new games, and all this stuff in between, obviously. But um, when it comes to E3, which is right around the corner, which is kind of a fun thing that we're doing, uh, where we, we just so happen to be doing this uh, at a time where E3 fever is about to take over, obviously. And we can talk about some ideas, predictions, things we'd like to see and talk about or hear about. Obviously, you probably heard the news about the online service getting delayed until 2018 and then yeah. us getting a what sounds like, right, it sounds like a Netflix-oriented uh, virtual console experience. What what? I, I know that we've talked about that in the past before, Holly. I feel like Nintendo should, is listening to our old episodes or something. Um, <laughs> what do you think of this? What do you think about the Netflix-esque like service for virtual console type games? It, which is, it's not actually virtual console. We should, I guess, I should clarify myself. In a the briefings that uh, Fumatsu, Fumitsu, Fumitsu, is that what it's called? Fumitsu, the magazine. Yes, uh, they actually got more details on the whole stuff. And Nintendo said that there is a separation between this service and the virtual console sales. So they're not the same thing. They are different. Um, all they've shown off for the virtual console are NES games. It makes me wonder, will we see Super Nintendo games? Will we see other N64. consoles? N64. Possibly GameCube. Maybe. But will that be a part of this Netflix-like service of any kind? Hmm, yeah. Well, my, uh, gosh, my, the, the way I got this news, I guess you could say, is through the Nintendo Switch little, like, news list <laughs> feed thing. The that most you get. unbiased news ever. Yeah, obviously. Well, the funny thing is, is that I was super disappointed in, in, in it because the only games they listed were, were games we've played a million times. And yes, there are going to be these crazy online features. That's but oh my gosh, what did, what one did they list where I thought like, why would you... Balloon Fight, yes. that was the one. But that one and, makes me believe yeah. in verse play, right? Like, that, that was like the, online? They did Super Mario Brothers 3. These are, these are the three games they talked about. Mario Brothers 3, um, Balloon Fight, and Dr. Mario. All three of those... Well, okay, both of those two games, Balloon Fight and Dr. Mario, have the possibility of doing verse online play. And Super Mario Brothers 3, 
time trials or, or leaderboard type scenario. Also leaderboard type scenario with the other two because they're arcade based scoring, obviously. But we don't know what the online um, extra is on these games, obviously. But there is something appealing to me uh, to play Balloon Fight. Or not Balloon Fight, but Dr. Mario. Yeah, that one's just a bad example. Balloon yes, Fight is what I made agree. me think, like, Nintendo, you're taking all of these games that, sure, maybe they were okay, you know, in their day. And Balloon, you know, Balloon Fight obviously has special meaning in that uh, Satoru Iwata programmed it and everything like that. But it just does not hold up as well as a lot of other games. When are we going... I guess what I... What my question is, when are we actually going to see Nintendo kind of reach out to try to get those games that were made by third parties that are very, very much beloved? Like, if they had mentioned Mega Man, oh, I I would have been like, oh, yes, it looks like they're going to really try to, you know, get a huge variety Could in there. Could you imagine but, if on this Netflix-type service they have all six Mega Man games and you can stream and play them anytime you want? that's the ex- gosh that's the thing all three that's what would have made me exactly all that's three what made ninja me gaiden game ninja gaiden re- games yeah that's what it, what would have made me really excited but unfortunately it just seems like because the truth is like the nes is often considered like one of the best consoles ever but it wasn't just nintendo's doing i mean nintendo obviously had zelda and super mario and metroid and a lot of really great games on the nes but the fact is there are a ton of third-party games that actually total outnumber the first party nintendo games and that in also certain ways are more went... fondly remembered now because of the fact they're not as easily accessible as the nintendo first party games because they're not shoved down our throats yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, obviously Mega Man is a huge one. People just love it. And so I'm like, are we just going to get all of the same Nintendo games over and over and over? And the ones that nobody even really cares about. Urban like, Fighter's coming. Something really exciting. Yeah. Two-player <laughs> Urban Fighter online. Get ready, Holly. Uh, <laughs> That's a, that is a terrifying Ice idea. Cli- if they mention Ice Climbers, that, that Yoshi puzzle game that's just called Yoshi. Yoshi Cookie? Like, is that, no, not, not Yoshi's Cookie. It's just called Yoshi. That's right. The one yeah, where and you're... it's like you've re-released oh, that on God. things so many times, Nintendo, and I'm kind of getting sick of it. I kind of want to see, you know, some of the, the like you say, Matt, the, the very well-loved third-party stuff that actually came out on classic Nintendo systems. Do we see anything NES Remix-esque, uh, Super NES Remix-esque? Like, do we see one of these ideas get rehatched again? Um, we, I believe those that was very successful, both the NES Remix 1 and the NES Remix 2. Not only were they both downloadable titles, but then we had the NES Ultimate Remix package deal for the 3DS and the Wii. So I, I feel like they must have made some decent profit off of it. It must have been a successful enough idea. Um, would that be something that we would see on the service like this? Would that be a, just a downloadable game that we would see that we'd purchase? Do you think, bigger question, that we'll see either N64 or Super NES games on this uh, Netflix-like service? Hmm... A lot of questions there. Yeah. Well, I I think if there was an NES remix like thing that that came out, it would be a separate downloadable game, not necessarily something that's exclusively part of this Netflix like service. As for N sixty four Super Nintendo games, that is so hard to say because Nintendo, they're so weird. Yeah. When you think yeah. about all the years of Virtual Console, they are so weird in their decision making. Especially with the Wii U, as we've talked about before, like, uh, okay, DS games? I mean, you can you can go buy old DS cartridges and play them on your 3DS, which is a current-gen 
system, or at least it was. Um, which it almost feels like Nintendo kind of wants it to still be, but I don't know. Very weird how much know, they really still push that to... so tough, huh? How much of how much during the E3 press conference do we see a Switch uh, sharing the stage with the 3DS or vice versa? Uh, you know, the fact that we even still see projects like Fire Emblem's Warriors not only going to be a big Switch title, but also a 3DS title, that was pretty much like mind-blown. <laughs> that was crazy. Mind blown, kind of in a bad way. I don't know. It's a, it's almost like guilt by association. If the Nintendo Switch has a game coming to it that is also on the 3DS, then I automatically just think like, well, the graphics aren't going to look that great. That's how I feel about actually Monster Hunter. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. There is a, there's a great example of a game that you're interested in. I would imagine, right? Yeah, Monster Hunter XX or whatever that's yeah, called coming to the Switch. And it's like, I'm not that excited about it because I know... And, you know, I, I say all the time that I don't care that much about powerful graphics. But, hey, if you have a system that has a certain amount of power, I kind of want you to try to meet that power. I want a ground-up HD uh, monster, brand new Monster Hunter game. Not something that feels like it's ported over. Even if it's not necessarily ported over, but it's just released at the same time, like the Fire Emblem Heroes game like that. That I mean, it's not like the 3DS version of that came out first and then they ported it to Switch, but it's that guilt by association thing where you have it on the 3DS and you have it on the Switch, so I'm pretty dang sure that you're not going to go the extra mile to make it look that much better on the Switch, like do a ground-up thing. Well, I don't know. It's, it is kind of, they do have to put resources towards, towards both games. There's only There are only so big of development teams. There's only only so much time to make the game, like, you have to make sure that these things are in parity a little bit because you are selling the same game technically. So it is a lot of that kind of stuff. I, um, what is the what is the number one thing you want to see at E3 this year um, when it comes to the Nintendo Switch or the 3DS? Just in Nintendo general, what what is the biggest thing you want to see this year at E3 for Nintendo? Well, this isn't much of a prediction uh, because I'm pretty sure it's going to happen, but I can't wait to see more on, even if it's just a trailer for Xenoblade Chronicles 2. But as far as an actual like hope goes, uh, and it's something that we have no idea if we're going to see it or not, but a Pokemon game on Switch. Uh, there's just been not that a Pokemon rumor. Rumble game. There, there are rumors Please about don't make... Pokemon Stars. I'm... I may cry right now. At the thought of a Pokemon Rumble game on the Switch, those games happen. are so horrendous. It's going to so, be a mystery so dungeon bad. game. Mystery, I, you know, I don't know much about the, or I haven't played those much. I know they're not like top reviewed type games, they're but okay. they can't be as bad as Rumble, Pokemon Rumble games. I love the hate Why that you have for Pokemon Rumble. I love this. I have some hate. You have, Trust you me, have. I have some hate. <laughs> some hardcore hate. You just don't want to see no more Rumble. Um, nope. There was the rumor. I don't want to see any stupid, dumb, pointless Pokemon game. There was the rumor that the was Switch. going around called Pokemon Stars, which is yeah. going to be a, you know, the the Pokemon Sun, Moon, blah blah blah, and then the the Ultimate Edition, what like they've done so many times in the past, such as Red, yeah. Blue, Yellow, um, Black, White. Uh, no, that Black White didn't get one, right? Well, it got. They each got their own sequel, which was kind of Very weird, true. but same concept, yeah. basically. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Ruby and Emblem got Sapphire, or Sapphire and Ruby and Sapphire got Emerald. Emerald, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Uh, and then Diamond gold and Pearl and got silver. Platinum. What did Gold, gold and, and Silver, silver got? Did they get one? They did, right? Didn't they get Platinum? I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. They didn't get Platinum. Wow. So I guess Darn it, it skips over a few more times than I thought, actually. So. Um, did X and Y get one? 
Uh, X and Y? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't think they got one so at all. So that would make sense that uh, Sun and Moon would get one then from the from going back and thinking about it, it sounds like, actually. Interesting. Well, uh, you just never know with the Pokemon company. It's kind of weird. But there is a rumor that Pokemon Stars is going to be on the Switch specifically. Yes, it will. It will be on this. It will be on the Switch. I don't know if it's going to be, uh, you know, port on both of them or whatever the case may be. But the, the rumor was hmm. that there was going to be a Pokemon Stars for Switch. That was a rumor, at least. Um, yeah, that a mainstream Pokemon game on the Switch would be like my wildest dreams come true. Um, couldn't see it but if, even if they even if they announced like a kind of kind of just I don't know there uh, someone mentioned that maybe just maybe they could release like a new stadium game on the Switch I've heard that, before, that would too. work with Sun and Moon. Um, well, that was just a dream of this particular person. It wasn't necessarily a rumor, but a good Pokemon game. It doesn't have to be mainstream. It just has to be you know something something besides Rumble on the Switch would be amazing <laughs> to me. Only Rumble will be shown this year at E3. Um, Pokemon Rumble, and that's it. They they even forego Super Mario Odyssey. The thing, <laughs> it's just forty five minutes of Pokemon Rumble. We really want to show you the <laughs> the uh, the new NFC figurines that are not a part of Amiibo in any capacity at all. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, the thing that I I'm almost positive that will be at E3 um, is obviously Super Mario Brothers Smash or yeah. Smash Brothers? I don't know why I said Super Mario Smash. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of wondered that, too. Uh, obviously, uh, Mario Odyssey I'm excited about as well, but that's a for sure. Um, Smash Brothers, I think, is a like 80% per, for sure thing. But the thing that I'm hoping huh. for, and you know me, Holly, uh, when it comes to my likes of types of games that I want to see on Nintendo platforms, you know, the sports games, the wrestling games, Madden uh-huh. 18 was just uh, announced, and there's been no news about a Switch version of it. Uh, WWE 2K18 has also been announced, but there's been no news about a Switch version. Even Call of Duty, there's been news of the new game coming out, but there's been no news of the Switch version. I want to see good, um, high-profile, third-party support for the system because I have a PS4. I'll be honest, my goal this year, Holly, is to sell my PS4. That's, oh my heavens! That, that is a goal of mine. I don't want to have multiple gaming systems when I have a priority that I want to only play on the one. I want to get rid of the PS4. I want to sell it all, and I want to use that money to purchase Switch games. That's that is what I want to have happen. But if I can't play Madden 18 anywhere else besides my PS4, I have to keep it. If I can't play WWE 2K18 yeah. anywhere else, I have to keep it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> there's nothing else for me to do. I can't sell it and then want to play these games and not have the ability to, to possibly do it. So that's my 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 want is to see exciting third-party developed games come to the Switch. Yeah, yeah. I guess I wouldn't mind that, um, but it wouldn't get me overly excited. Like, I wouldn't mind know, it, but I still you know have me, Zelda. Yeah, I, I still have Zelda I'm playing, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure Zelda by itself could probably keep me happy with the Switch for a few years, is my kind of rough estimation. Um <laughs> You know, I uh, just a wild card prediction, I guess. I'm just going to throw it out there. Nintendo will finally announce a new Metroid game. Metroid uh, doesn't I was about exist. to say Metroid Prime. Metroid doesn't exist um, in, the, in the Nintendo universe anymore. Well, oh, oh gosh, poor Metroid. Um, and, you know, Nintendo doesn't seem to like it very much, but they can't be blind to the fact that everybody, all they want is a stinking Metroid game, I want, a 2D Metroid game or a Metroid Prime game. I want so an H- I'm just going to throw it out there. They're finally going to announce one. I want an HD remake of Other M. Oh. 
No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sounds Holly. all right. I'm kidding, Holly. Okay. Um, <laughs> Just kidding. I didn't think that game was too bad for the ten hours that I played it. I enjoyed it a little bit for the most part. The controls are horrendous. I'm not going to lie, but the game oh, itself was okay. <laughs> um, okay, Holly. Let's go ahead and get into the ending of the show, where we're going to talk about a project that we want to start up. Um, I think project's a good name for it, right? Yeah, it's something because we're not doing the show we on a weekly basis um, anymore. It's just going to be you know, most likely whenever we feel like it. Um, we wanted to kind of bring back a, a game of the month club esque thing. So, Matt, you want to kind of tell them what our plans are? Okay, so I want to paint a picture for you. I want to paint a picture where a game that comes out that is a uh, interesting type of either concept or just a good game in general. And you are excited about this game, but you don't have exactly a ton of people around you to talk about it. You do have Twitter, obviously, or you do have whatever social media that you like, but you don't necessarily have a good funnel to get all the things that you're interested in about this game and or having conversations to others about this game as well. We would like to try, that is try, to get a group of people who are interested in a game of common ground happening in a monthly basis usually to talk about this game. Um, the idea is not to be about the newest game possible. The game is to be about the best games, the good games, games that are, are highly regarded uh, and also I would like to see, not every time obviously, but I'd like to see online components being a, a, not a, 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 a part of it. So it could be a... A, almost a game in it of itself for us to compete and to play with each other at the same time. It doesn't have mm -hmm. to be we have to like uh, set up like a, a game night of sorts, but it's like a leaderboard. So like we can brag and we can gloat and we can have fun on that aspect of it. Um, I think that kind of sums it up a little bit. Um, we're going to try it out. We're going to see what happens. We want to hear your guys' feedback as always. You can find me on Twitter at OnlyMattDozen. You can find Holly on Twitter at Lil Red Koopa, L I L Red Koopa. Just so you, just to throw those out, we'll throw them out again at the end. But we don't necessarily have a name for this, uh, and I want a good name that really spells out what it is we're trying to accomplish with it. So after hearing some of that information and hearing about the very first game, which we are going to be playing this month of June, is going to be drum roll, roll please. Can you hear that? Can you hear that? Probably not. Probably not. Okay. Um, is Glorious Explosion Machine. In other words, uh, Graceful Explosion Machine. I was hoping you would correct me on that. But yes, it's Gem. <laughs> Gem. G-E-M. It's an amazing, amazing indie title for the Nintendo Switch. In my opinion... It's pretty darn cheap, too. Oh, yes. Yeah, Otherwise, I bucks. would not have agreed to buy it. 15? No, 13, actually. Oh, 13. Oh, it's even cheaper mm -hmm. than what I thought. Get out there and go get it. Um, it is a ton of fun. It is a high score, get as the biggest combo possible. Um, there is some difficulty to it, but the and learning curve. And I suck curve, at it. Oh, you'll so get far. good because that's the beautiful thing about this game. The more you put into it, the you know, the, even I don't even mean like hours upon hours. I don't even think, believe it or not, like if you go onto like my little thing where it shows you how many hours I played this game, I don't know how it doesn't give me an hour count yet because I feel like I have played hours of this game. I mean, I restart levels constantly. I try to get better scores all the time. Like I am already on the fourth world of this thing. Like. I feel like I've put a ton of time into this game, and I guess I haven't put even five hours into it. I have no idea how this math works. So it just says you played for a few minutes. I know, and I hate that because I feel like it's, <laughs> that is such a lie. I have That's not... That's so... I... I know, sometimes three hours can be a pretty good chunk of time for you, yeah. and yet it's all like a few minutes. It's like, I played this Splatoon Global Test Fire for more than a few minutes, yeah, a few but that's minutes. what it says on there. What a joke, a few minutes. I have put in my life yeah, to this game. Yeah, it's weird. 
Um, it, it's a weird activity log for sure. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> definitely not an activity log. It's a, hey, we think you have played this game for a certain amount of time log. Hey, here's what your friends have played a lot of. Zelda for yeah. 275 hours. Yes, everybody plays Zelda. I get it, guys. Stop playing so much Zelda. Go go outside. <laughs> Never. Are you talking to me? I'm not saying anybody's name. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yes, the very first game we're going to be playing, I, I don't, I was going to try and like keep it isolated to like the first world. Uh, to kind of make it, in a way, easier. Just like, hey, if you don't have time to get like through the game. But I'm going to spend some time on the first world uh, to kind of build up some high scores and stuff like that. And I hope to see your guys' name there. If you're not friends with me on the Switch, uh, drop me a message and let me know that, and I will add you. I'll be totally honest, because you're listening to this, I don't mind uh, letting you hear it. But I don't like having a bunch of random people on the Switch. But if you're somebody who follows me on Twitter and listens to the podcast and you communicate with me, I'm more than happy to add you on the Switch. But I don't want, for a while there, like on my Wii U, because it got up to the 100 friend limit thing, I, I don't know, I didn't know, I didn't know uh, 85 of, of the people that was, <laughs> I was friends with. You know, I don't, I don't want that, that to happen well. again. Yeah, yeah I, I don't want that to happen. I want to have, if, if I only have 20 friends on the Switch, I want those 20 friends on the Switch to be people that I actually play games with. So if you're listening to this, please send me a code. If we're not already friends on the Switch, I'll add you, and we can compete for the best score on Gem. Yeah. Um, on Twitter, you can actually send me a private message um, without even having to follow me or me follow you. But if you do want to follow me on Twitter, that's good. I'm sorry if I don't follow a lot of people back. I'm not even following Matt right now, unfortunately. I noticed um, that. I, I did, uh, I did notice that. that recently, and I was like, wow, I guess uh, the show ends, and so does our friendship. Oh, uh nothing against you i just decided like you know i'm i'm i've left social media for the most part i left facebook i do post some pretty controversial things um that's not even it it's mostly that i just want to follow nintendo related stuff on twitter honestly i don't necessarily want to go there and be like scrolling through my feed for like five hours at a time just to try and find i have felt that same thing so many times not gonna lie i love all the people that i follow and it's hard for me to ever to drop anybody that i follow but there are times where it's like I don't even I don't I don't even I don't care about your Who dog. Who is today. this person again? I do I do not care about your dog. Stop telling me about how pretty your dog is. I don't care. But I yeah, I, follow, that type I, of thing. I have a hard time dropping people unless they're racist. Then I drop you like a bad habit. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So political. go ahead. You can. I mean, even though, like I say, I've actually said it to on Twitter to where you can send me a direct message without following me or me following you. So. Well, maybe you have to follow me. I don't know. But, um, yeah, go ahead and send me your uh, friend code or whatever on the Switch or request mine, uh, and I can add you as a friend, too. So it'll work really well with the uh, Graceful Explosion Machine and so you that we can, can uh, compare our scores. Yes, and obviously another. I've already gone through the first world. I'm on the, the fourth world starting, so, like, I already have a ton of scores on there as already. Um, I, I've I, got, I, like, three. I love to gloat, <laughs> so I, I can't wait to go and check out what your scores are, Holly, because I'm going to go and gloat if mine are uh, slightly okay. even above. Um, I'm sure they're above. Trust me. They on might that. be. I I did not put in a ton of effort on the first few worlds. It wasn't until like world like one seven that I was like, I'm gonna be the best in the world, and then I'm only like in the top. I'm not even in the top thousand anymore. Top like thousand. I, I was at, I was at eight hundred. Good to know a lot of people are playing this. At I least. was. Yes, I agree. Um, and the leaderboards are just a ton of fun, obviously. But yes, please uh, follow me on Twitter at only Matt Dezen. I do like to follow back. I like to have conversations. Please interact with me interaction with me is the one thing that i love to do on twitter and i do it a lot if i'm if if possible obviously uh follow holly if you want to hear about nintendo awesome stuff at little red koopa 
And then the show itself, we don't have a Twitter following thing for it, obviously, or anything. But um, thank you for joining us. Uh, is there anything else you want to end with, Holly? Um, no, not particularly. Uh, we don't know when we're going to be podcasting again. Uh, so all the more reason for you to hop on Twitter and uh, check out what we're doing there. That's that's the place to stay tuned if you want to know what's going on. Yes. Um, yeah, but thank you so much for joining the very first edition of Holly and Matt After Websites. I like that. <laughs> it, it's, it's working, Holly. It's working, I think. Yeah, not too bad. Maybe, Maybe we'll keep it that way. Maybe if we it'll ever change even every podcast time. again. <laughs> every, it'll change every time. Yeah. Not a bad idea. I won't remember it, let's be honest, the next time that we do this. I'll be like, edition one of Holly and Matt podcasting together. <laughs> Holly and Matt, ago? friends forever. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it, obviously. Um, hit us up on Twitter, and we will see you next time, or we'll, we'll conversate with you again someday in the future. How's that? Sounds good. We'll see you guys later. Bye.